This episode is brought to you by Forget-Me-Not Elder Care Facilities. Everyone knows how exhausting it can be to have to take care of your elders, which is why Forget-Me-Not Elder Care Facilities offers you some relief. Just drop your aging parents off here, and we will take care of them the same way they took care of you. Poorly. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, <laughs> but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. Boy, we may need to uh, we may need to alter our intro text here. New theatrical releases always get yeah, not so much, priority. not so much right now. <sighs> new, newly, uh, new shit has come to light, streaming man. Streaming <laughs> by default. Yeah, um, actually, you know what? Stay tuned uh, for the mid roll because. We have an important emergency announcement to go out to you guys that's really uh, very critical to you and your community. So, yeah, with that, I'm David Day. That's Bryce Hansen. And uh, you guys should check us out over at our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. From there, you can find links to all of the things that we will talk about in this episode, including, you know, a full written-up review of the movie that we're reviewing today and, uh, you know, everything else, including our social media. And, uh, and we post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe to us and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out a whole lot. We got a new one, yeah. a one-star. Our last rating was a one star so if you've been holding off now is the great time to to leave a good review i really that's almost, the first thing people see is this one star rating which we also delight in i love like, i love it i love it when somebody's like i just can't take these guys seriously they watch halloween for the first time they were honest about it they didn't lie stupid idiots <laughs> like okay we've got a great show for you guys today we will be talking about the movie take the taking of Deborah Logan. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry you had to watch it, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we will be doing taglines, which if you've listened to the show, you know what that is. Uh, and also we will be doing it came from social media we've had a lot of interaction with you guys over the past couple weeks given the covid so as i was saying we watched the taking of deborah logan which is on shutter exclusively right now my skin's a tingling just thinking about this spooky tale <laughs> Uh, and we watched it because the coronavirus is threatening all of our old people. And this is... And this is a movie about old people. Uh, I have to say, while my initial first, first watch impressions of this movie years ago were much better, this is still a solid horror movie about the compelling topic of old people gone cray-cray. So, with that, let's get into... The trailer. 73 Apple, take one, Mark. 
The story of Alzheimer's is never about one person. My PhD th I'm gonna start again. You wanna keep the house? You need to sacrifice. You talk to me about sacrifice? Hey. Hey. Ma! They wanna make a movie about me. <laughs> yes, we will live and document our subject's physical and mental degradation over the course of two one-month periods. We're gonna have fun, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm not interested in being exploited. Sarah mentioned that Deb's been sleepwalking pretty bad. So let's set up surveillance cams. Sleepwalking. You should come see this. It's not good, Doc. Do you remember a man named Henri Desjardins? Who went missing 30 years ago. I tried to wash you in the river, you know. How long have you become? That woman is crazy. The notion of spiritual parasites does exist. Okay. <laughs> What a great trailer. This is this is a 2014 film by director Adam Rabatai, who brought us Insidious, The Last Key, which I, I don't know what that is. It's a, an installment in the Insidious series. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, last year's Escape Room, or Escape Room. Oh, so he's bad. He's... <laughs> hey, whoa! <laughs> so, uh, the taking of Deborah Logan starts out with a film crew who shows up to Deborah Logan, played by Jill Larson, her house, where she and her daughter, Sarah Logan, played by Anne Ramsey, uh, still live. The setting is very East Coast rural, and there is only Harris, the groundskeeper, who hangs around to help Sarah and Deborah take care of their property. The film crew is there to document Deborah's descent into Alzheimer's. The agreement is that the crew gets to make Deborah the focus of their documentary, and they will pay handsomely for that privilege. Sarah realizes that they need the money. Sarah, the daughter, realizes that they need the money if Deborah is to going to continue living and maintaining this home. But Deborah is private and would rather the crew not be there. Uh, as the days progress, disturbing signs of Deborah's mental health quickly arise and give way to questions about whether this is really the signs of, an, of a degenerative aging disease or whether it's something else entirely, Bryce. There are lots of signs of cult <laughs> There are lots of signs of cult activity surrounding Deborah and her life of secrets as the town's original telephone switchboard operator. But how much of it is nonsense? So how was, much is real? That was one thing. So she was a switchboard operator. Like, I couldn't understand what age she was supposed to be. She could have been, like, late 50s or late 90s, like how they were treating her in this movie. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, I think given the switchboard operator part, 90s. 
uh, I mean, obviously the actress that portrayed her was quite a bit younger than that. Yeah, she's um, like mid to early sixties. Yeah, maybe. but but I mean, you need you can't. That must be an ego. You can't have my grandma tottering around. To, no, it's a wonder what makeup can do. You yeah. know, a makeup can turn a twenty-year-old girl into a rotting corpse, and it's yeah legit. Yeah, you know, so don't don't take it too too bad uh, there, Jill Larson. Uh, you you look good without the makeup. Probably, I saw I saw your boob, and I approve. <laughs> <laughs> there are, and that's all that matters in the end sarah and the film crew end up with more deborah logan than they bargained for <laughs> is that how you end every single review <laughs> you're just catching on to that now not all of them but a lot of them i really enjoy that <laughs> The taking of Deborah Logan is a bit of an odd duckling on my second viewing. On my first viewing, I was so struck by the pacing and shocking nature of the visuals that I overlooked some of the film's more problematic issues that kind of shined through on the second viewing. Don't get me wrong, uh, this film can almost stand on its disturbing scenes and tension built cleverly around a very real issue that many people have to face alone. But the wires begin to show a bit on the second viewing when you aren't dazzled by the initial shocks in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, would you tend to agree? Yeah. I mean, my viewing experience was kind of interesting with this one because you had told me, like, you definitely need to watch The Taking of Deborah Logan Long ago. in the past. And once we got the Shutter account, I think it was on there. Yeah. And so one day I... Wow. Had it on while I was working. Yeah. Like, I do that sometimes. Just put on, you know, a Netflix movie or White something on the second China. screen that yeah. I don't really care about watching, but I feel like, eh. I can get this done. I can get this, like, I can give this half of my attention. Yeah. So that was the first viewing. And then this viewing was, like, actually sitting down and watching it. And, uh, I mean, it didn't really command my attention when I was trying to give it either. No, not this time. Not this time for me. Um but uh, I, but you know what? Actually, that's not true because this this second go round, I was pretty I was pretty wrapped. Uh, it's just I did see I did see a lot of things that annoyed me, right? Um, and I feel like a lot of the camera work for the documentary is extraneous, but not in a good way. Yeah, you know, like Paranormal Activity Two is a shining example of extraneous footage that works to build tension, but. Deborah had this hodgepodge of silly angles and shaky cam footage that didn't really like work in the favor of the movie very much. It was just like tacked on there because Paranormal Activity two and three did it. So yeah, it's this is right in the midpoint of found footage starting to get played out. Yeah, it was really fucked out. <clears throat> hey, we can. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll talk more about it in the in the spoiler section, but it definitely affected my. My experience. appreciation of the of the movie because I I really think there's a lot of really great things in yeah. this movie like the story, um, a lot of the setup, the the plot, the visuals, lots of great stuff going on, and I wish they hadn't gone the found footage route or just gone the route that they were actually saying, which was a documentary crew. Because right. my major, well, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit right now. My major beef. Is, with found footage is that it's it's used as a cheap 
when it's not done right, it's used as a cheap tool where it's a pacing thing, where it's used for confusion and frustration that you can't see what's going on because they're winging the camera around and shaking and all this stuff. The premise of this movie is that it's a professional documentary crew. <laughs> right. So you'd think that an actual cameraman that you, was there to document with a gyro, stuff, you know, with with yeah. all the things you need. With a gyro or just like being able to stand back and get a better shot than like bumping around through doors with yeah, like the three stooges trying to go through a door, you know, together. It's like it it really took me out of it. Yeah, we're going to be making a lot of people mad right now because it is it is a uh, low-key like v- favorite in the horror communities and for a good reason, but I dare you to go back and watch this movie again and uh, and be as excited about it as you were the first time. The first time it holds up well because like I said, I think the pacing of this movie is fucking spot on. There's only a few movies like this that would that have this crazy fast pacing mm-hmm. that really keep you engaged like uh terrified or a terror dose that one was real like like we're in it and now it go 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 and right. uh, and that really when there's a big lull in the middle of the movie that loses me 9 times out of 10 just cuz it's like you you've built a lot of tension anyway so that said, I really do love this movie. The imagery, the cult aspect, the old person who can't be controlled, it's all great. Like, I love, it, it's, there's, there's something so disturbing about the concept of an old person who should be, like, matronly and, like, controlled and contained being completely batshit insane, out of control. That's so disturbing. Uh, the execution of the whole thing is pretty darn good, too. The pacing is really what makes this movie a must-see because it's so fast, and there is never a chance to get bored. Did I mention the uh, the impressive, impressive and shocking imagery yet? Yeah, so it's uh, there's a lot of a lot of fodder here for horror fans. I give this movie an eight out of ten. What do you What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I was really taken out by the stuff that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And while I can appreciate the good parts of it, it's it's like a six for me. Wow. It's like a high six. Wow. That's a lot lower than I would have expected from you. But, I mean, there was a lot of stuff working against our viewing of it, too. I paused it several times, like, very early on. And, and I don't think we were just... I, we just weren't that engaged. Yeah, whenever we watch movies together, <laughs> like, at our house, yeah, it's like, we don't really... Uh, it's more like shooting the shit. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's one of these things, but... I don't know. You you enjoyed Wrong Turn to the tune of a five. And this gets a six? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I said high six. You well, did. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Um, so with that, I have an emergency alert. Can you give me a, uh, an echo on that? I have a emergency alert. Okay. Listen up everybody out there. Horror movie talk reviews new movies. That's our thing. And that means we rely heavily on theaters. Our favorite theaters are the small, privately owned ones in our community. During this corona shutdown, all of these theaters are in serious jeopardy. 
Horror Movie Talk has decided to help these theaters the only way we know how, which is to feature them in our podcast. Today, we would like to help Cinema 21 at 616 Northwest 21st Avenue in Portland, Oregon. It's a great theater. It's a, a local independent theater. It's where we saw Color Out of Space and House That Jack Built. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cinema 21 plays many independent and hard-to-find movies that allow us to bring you reviews of fabulous horror movies like The House That Jack Built and Color Out of Space. They are privately owned and struggling to survive the shutdown. This is a great place. You can buy local beer, enjoy a tasty snack, and feel like you're in a cineplex from the 1970s. Dropping 10, 25, 50, or 100 bucks here is a great Friday night experience. So please help us keep Cinema 21 open by going to cinema21.com and clicking on the gift certificates link in the main navigation. As soon as they reopen, they will be happy to honor your gift card. Just FYI, when you go to that gift certificates link, you're probably going to have to navigate down to a date. Like you're going to have to choose a movie and a date. I know that's a little confusing. Hopefully I can help them get it sorted out so it's a little bit more clear between when we're recording this and when not and uh and when this comes out, but I can also include links in our post for the taking of Deborah Logan. Please. Why don't, why don't we put a, a link on the sidebar so that'll and the link in the on the homepage. Okay. For it. Yeah. Um scroll down to the bottom of the homepage and there'll be a link and then and that should that and link should side, bring you directly to to where you can buy gift certificates right. for Cinema Twenty One. For those of you that aren't local to Portland, please consider reaching out to your local theaters to see what you can do to help them survive this. This is going to be really hard for local theaters. Anyway, that's cinema onecom and navigate to the gift card section at the top nav. You can also find a link to their gift certificate section in the write-up for the taking of Deborah Logan at HorrorMovieTalk.com. If there is a comment section, please let them know HMT sent you. They, I reached out to them, and he sounded very thankful, and, uh, and we're going to be letting our sister podcasts and friends know about this as well. Scariest Things is one of our friendly podcasts that we, we talk with Eric Lee a lot, and, um, and he's going to be reaching out to a lot of these theaters in our area as well. So, you guys, any way you can help, we certainly appreciate it. So with that, now you should help us out. Um, you, <laughs> you should check us out on our Patreon. Patreon, Consider becoming a patron. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk, you can, you know, you'll be greeted with a couple different tiers that get you access to exclusive content, even including access to a whole nother podcast that we run exclusively on Patreon. So if you head over there, you can help support us and our families you know who aren't infected yet but it's only a matter of time people by the way you know horror movie fans i've been thinking about this on the drive over here horror movie fans are the ones who are most apart from you know uh from truly ravenous republicans who hoard guns <laughs> i can't wait to see where this is going who hoard guns and 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 supplies horror movie fans know this know the routine already right you know they've been preparing we're we know what's ha gonna happen right in a pandemic i've seen i don't know 20 pandemic movies mm -hmm. it's like yeah i got this and this one doesn't even have people trying to eat your brains so i mean this one's pretty piece of cake low-key fucking i mean you amateur even, hour you don't even need like the concrete castle bunker 
Yeah. So like, f- for, just stay inside. Yeah, it's just stay inside. So become a Patreon. We have a lot of witty banter on there as well. If you guys, uh, you know, in this tough time, everybody's looking for that fucking streaming content, bro. Head on over to <laughs> Shutter.com and enter HMT at checkout, and that will get you 30-day free trial to Shutter instead of that fucking retarded seven-day free trial that we hate so much. Uh, you can also support our podcast by buying or renting any movie or product on Amazon if you click through the green button in the header of our website. That's horrormovietalk.com. And then any, you know, if you bookmark that the page that uh, that brings you to and then use that to do all your Amazon shopping every time you go on, you need to buy something from Amazon. That gives us a little slice of that purchase, which helps us out a lot. It really does add up. Also, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He is a professional artist who fucks so hard that he has a Teflon dick. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans, so make sure you contact him at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you. I know at least one fan has reached out to him. Um, to maybe create a poster yeah. for him. Did yeah, you talk to him about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, I saw your conversation with him on our Facebook. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a if it's a done transaction or anything, but they they were talking. Yeah, for sure. You guys listen. The, the 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 artwork that we get from Dustin is it's pro bono on his part. Yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The one he did for Wrong Turn gave me a little boner. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, is that cartoon on I, think, I, I don't know where he got that image either. I think that uh, might have been just out of his dome. Oh man. But yeah, it's a got pretty a good goddamn crystal brain over there. <laughs> so uh with that oh, actually mm. one more announcement. Um this next week, um we're gonna do since all the new releases have been put off, mm-hmm. gonna do a little more fan service. A little more um, catch up mm. with some of the movies that we haven't reviewed. So next week, I'm planning on reviewing. You son of a bitch! The Bye Bye s- Man. No. <laughs> so Magnus right now is like like make, using noisemakers and party popper. He's like, woo! <laughs> bye bye, man. If you guys don't know who Magnus is, Magnus is a super fan from He's a Sweden. Swede. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have a lot of fans from Scandinavian countries. I got one in the... Uh, pretty in- pretty active fans in Scandinavia. Not necessarily a lot, but they they do like us. A lot for how many of them there are, I think. Yeah. You know? um, so, going to do Bye Bye Man. And then Damn we, we just... He's been asking for that since... Almost a year ago, maybe more than a year ago. Yeah. Uh, We discovered a Chrome extension. So if you use the Chrome browser, um, you can watch a Netflix movie and have like a chat room Mm -hmm. with it at the same time. Yeah. So for anyone listening to us, I don't know if there's any limits. It might be like 25. What's the name of that? What's the name of that? It's, it's Netflix party. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to Netflix party.com, um, it'll have a link to the, the Chrome extension store or whatever. Yeah. You just download that. And then when you open, well, it doesn't matter for you. We'll post a link 
on our social media. So if you go to Twitter at Horror Movie Talk or our Facebook page, um, Horror, Horror Movie Talk Pod, um, then we'll post a link and you can join us if you have that Netflix extension. We can all watch it together and uh, we can have a little chat room to watch the Bye Bye Man. So bye that bye so. Man. Let's say um, we're going to watch it at 8.30 p.m. on Thursday the... What is that? So it'll be tomorrow. Thursday the 26th. So it'll be tomorrow if you're listening to it to yeah. us on the day of release. So yeah. Thursday the 26th, 8.30 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty late for our East Coast people. But if you want to watch it with us and chat with us while we're watching it, that's what we're going to do, and we're just going to try it out and see how it goes. I assume we're we going to watch that here in, in Horror Movie Talk Studio? Um, because we, it has we, to be on a computer. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we could watch it separately. Oh, we'll yeah, be, We'll yeah. be in the chat room We'll be in the chat room, yeah. Um, so we're going to try that out. We've tried once trying to do a, yeah. a streaming thing for our patrons and then got taken down because apparently you can't just stream copyrighted material hey man, fuck over, the man. over youtube streaming anyways got to get a vpn set up and invite everybody in to, yeah. to into a private live stream over vpn oof all right well you're a networker you you know how to do all that stuff okay so let's let's uh, do that try that out this thursday and see how it goes try it out so thanks again for listening and let's get into spoilers <laughs> So the movie taking the taking of Deborah Logan starts with an explanation that goes a little something like this: the following film includes a partly edited <laughs> medical documentary outtakes a poorly edited <laughs> <laughs> medical documentary. We made sure to put in all the parts where we are shooting our feet and legs moving, or people's backs, or the camera on its side. Just all the best parts. The following film includes a partly edited medical documentary, outtakes, and surveillance footage from scenes of the crime. Medical student Mia Hu and her documentary tra- cra- and her documentary crew travel to Eczema, Virginia, to meet with Alzheimer's patient Deborah Logan and her daughter Sarah. Were you super distracted by that city name, Eczema? Eczema. Yeah, every it's time. Like, I'm like, everyone's just got a real bad skin. Skin disorder. It proved Real true. Real flaky skin. It proved true. Yeah. It was like... I mean, she could just take off her skin like it was a... Like a rubber glove. Yeah. I, I don't know how... I know. I think um, I think our resident blogger, Keith, is, is, is from Virginia. I don't know if eczema is a real city, but I hope he stays away from there. Um, <laughs> because I don't... I don't think, you know, nobody needs to be getting any of that Alzheimer's on them. Yeah, they make a big point that this is a very, very remote and podunk town. And I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to live in eczema. Yeah. Yeah. Seems seems like a great place. I wonder if it was like an old leper colony. Maybe. Maybe. No. No, leper is like, that's the most extreme of the skin conditions. Well, yeah. And this is just very light core, you know? Right. So like. Just like just, itchy people. Yeah, just itchy 
people. Yeah, just dry, scaly, skin. yeah, scaly, itchy, degloved. People. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love these found found footage texts text setups because it feels I don't know there's something about it that feels it's like you have nostalgic. to you have to explain the premise it's yeah. like th- this is why it looks like a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> the reason this the reason the following hour and a half will be an underwhelming piece of shit <laughs> no not that this was but I, that's what these text things usually right di- divulge so the documentary crew meets Sarah, the daughter, and she is rather affected with uh, with being, um, you know, just quirky. Yeah, you know, just she's got the heavy duty quirk. Yeah, she's an actress. What was the actress's name again? Something. Anyway, she looks very familiar, and I realized that she's like. A poor man's Laura Dern. She looks a lot like Laura Dern. Do you do this every episode? Do you make sure to say a poor man's? Yeah, it was uh, Anne Ramsay. Anne Ramsay. Yeah, I don't know how. Is it? You say just Ramsay. Ramsay. Yeah, like you don't say Gordon Ramsay. I don't know. Maybe you you don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's like maybe if you're Canadian. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Um, yeah, so she starts. So the daughter, Sarah, is she kind of got like a hippie girl slash like oldish lesbian sort of vibe about mm-hmm. her. And shocker, um, she is that. Yeah. So well done, um, Ann Ramsey. You 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 hit the nail on the head. I got strong. She had flannel. Buttoned all the way to all the way to the top. Yeah, big Dead giveaway. Yeah, big Dead giveaway. Big lesbian vibes. <laughs> big lesbian vibes. Uh, and lesbian or lesbian? Lesbian. Lesbian. Yeah, like thespian. Like lesbian thespian. Right. Lesbian thespian. So, and she warns the camera crew. She's like, kind of like, you know, my mom's kind of quirky. You could say she got Alzheimer's. So, and you know, she's particular anyway, you know, so just like mind your P's and Q, kiss her ass and, uh, you know, wash your hands, make sure to wash your hands nine, 10, 20 times a day and don't cough in the. Oh wait, no, I'm getting this mixed up with, <laughs> with Trump, with something else. Yeah. If you're going to cough, leave the room. <laughs> um, yeah, they made a real big deal about how prim and proper she was, but you don't really see any example of that. Yeah, when she's, she starts eating her figurines, it kind of all goes out the window. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I mean, I was, it made me perk up, and it's a great, it's a great like characterization because my grandma on my mom's side, she was very that proper and like you know. She had the front room that no one sat right, in. Right, That Our like, grandmas did that. It was like a museum piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, she always looked great. Yeah. And knew how to set a table, which is a thing that old people like my mom really think are important. Yeah. Just really all of the accoutrement of being like a classy lady. Yeah, it's a weird... She, she was. And I didn't see... Any of that really exa- as an example in this movie, other than just her being kind of affected, pick, picky, or yeah. or I don't know, like 
yeah, there's not really an opportunity where she ever gets offended or anything. Well, I mean, she was pretty much, I mean, she had a glary offended face throughout the whole movie, basically. But yeah, I know. But I know yeah, it felt it skewed more crazy than like offended. Right. And so then she takes the camera crew to, to meet her mom, who's in the background, raking leaves in the old leaf field. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like seven acres of like just leaves, just orchard, forested orchard, just leave leaves covering the entire like county. She's and they're dead like in out the there center of this field of leaves with some old guy. I don't even remember if they have rakes or if they're just like picking it up with no. their hands. <laughs> just so, the most ineffective and pointless activity. They had they had they had rakes. Yeah, but I love this. Like specifically, I love this because this is exactly what a nervous old lady who was having strangers over to document her. This yes. is what she would choose to do right before they get there. She this like, is true. she goes down like a rabbit hole. She's like, I got to get the bedroom ready. And Oh no, there's leaves in the yard, <laughs> but the yard is 10 acres and made of leaves. Right. <laughs> so, so she gets out into the middle of it and starts. Eh, eh. And there's something about old ladies d- trying hard to do things that, th- you know, they can't accomplish. Uh huh. There's some sort of weird um, uh, uselessness baked into that that is, I love it. But there's also like a bit of, there's part of it that's actually impressive because you see the determination. How they get around their limitations. Right. Like, oh yeah, this is taking considerable effort for them, but it's a simple activity. Right. But they're like, they're in it. You right. Know. Oh yeah. It just chip away a little at a time. Today we're gonna we're gonna vacuum the guest room, and then tomorrow it's the kitchen. And it's like, God damn, you're slow. God damn it, you're slow. But you chip away at it. Um. Yeah. So the camera crew is. It turns out is paying a kind of like a hefty uh sum of money and taking care of uh her medical expenses and that kind of thing in order to have the uh privilege of filming her for this documentary. Yeah, there's a they're paying the family or the daughter at least and contributing to the medical bills. They're not like covering everything, right. but it's enough that there's incentive for the family to keep them there. And definitely the the daughter Wants them there because she... She she feels the pinch. Yeah, she feels the pinch, and after her mom's gone, it's going to be a problem. Right. Yeah, Um, but, you know, I mean, it all plays out according to to what you would expect, right? It's like, I don't want these people here. It's like, but mom, we need that. We can't... You want to stay in the house, don't you? And she's like, yes, but... Like, this is... Man, it's weird how... You can see the future. Like, I can see this happening to me in 60 years, or in maybe that's a little generous. Maybe in 40 years. 20, 20 years. <laughs> Two years. I'm I'm pretty close to it. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great setup. Like, this, this is the part of the movie that's great. Uh-huh. Like, the situation that they're in, the, the premise of documenting a Alzheimer's patient. Yeah. This is all great. Yeah. Up, up to this point, no, like, stupid shaky cam. Like, I'm on board. I was I was taken out of it by the leaf field. The leaf field is a little... There's a couple moments in this fil- film, like the leaf field, yeah. that I just, like, turn to David. I'm like, what? Uh, wh- wh- what? 
<laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, you know the, exactly the one I'm talking yeah, about, but, right? But, uh, <laughs> but the leaf field at least is plausible in the way I described it, right? It's like, right, this is right. what an old person would do. My grandma, I think, has maybe actually done this. Right. So anyway, um, so then we get into like, then we get like a glimpses into how bad Deborah is right now, which isn't terribly bad, but she is affected by Alzheimer's, right? So she's forgetting things. And my grandma is, has a mild form of dementia that she's going through right now. And, uh, and in this movie, Sarah, the daughter does the thing that I struggled with upon learning my grandma had dementia, which is gaslighting old people Uh without even meaning to. Right. It's the worst thing you can do to someone who is losing their mind. Consider this. You're losing your mind. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Now someone walks in and goes, hey, you're fucking losing your mind. And you're like, what? No. What? By nature of the disease that I have, I can't see that. Right. That's my blind spot. I can't see that. And then you go, yeah, you're you're losing your mind. Remember? 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 Do the one thing that you can't do. Remember. <laughs> and they're like, um, I can't. Uh, and you're like, you dumb old dementia ridden whore. <laughs> you can't say that to your grandma, as it turns out. I learned this. Well, they won't remember, though. This, I mean, it's true. Although, man, yeah, so she showed, if you got, it's a weird thing when you have to start dealing with somebody who has memory loss. You can't say, no, you did that, remember? You can't do that to them because you want them to remember. It's That's a thing for you is what you're doing to yeah. them. It's not for them. You can't say remember and then have have it come up in their head. That's called gaslighting. Well, I don't know if it's gas. I think there's a certain element of like trying to help them remember things. Yes, there is. Um, but there's, it's the brow beating. Different, yeah. It's a difference between brow beating and like showing them an album. We're like, yeah, right. this is you in Germany. Right. And then having them go, oh, wow, that looked like fun. <laughs> As opposed to like, huh, 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 huh. yeah. So yeah, don't gaslight old people or, you know. So there, there's one thing in this movie along with the, that's, that's a trope in found footage movies. Along with the shaky cam and not being able to get anything of interest in the shot until it's the scariest moment, the way they make found footage movies more quote-unquote believable is that they have everyone talk over each other (laughs) all the time. Like, everyone's talking. Everyone's got something going on. Like, oh, yeah. It's like a Robert Altman film in these found footage movies except who's done robert poorly altman? who's robert altman? he's like a famous director he did nashville and others <laughs> sounds, <laughs> but a sounds lot of famous his, a lot of his movies are that kind of thing where it's quote-unquote realistic mm. dialogue uh. where everyone's talking over each other and it's like okay yeah it's like um it's one of those techniques that's distracting for me. Same thing with, um, what's his name? Um, the guy, the director that always does the walk and talks. I don't know. Uh, it's, the West Wing director. No, I don't know. But but it sounds like the exact opposite of Quentin Tarantino's efforts. Right. Which is make sure that they get to say the things that they get to say. Yeah. And then 
get a straight response from the other person who right. gets to say the things that they get to say. Yeah, and it's like very <laughs> Tarantino's dialogue feels very genuine, but also slightly artificial right. in a stylistic right. way. Right. Yes. So it's it's very enjoyable as opposed to blah blah just blah, a bunch blah, of blah, people blah, that blah, are like, blah, blah. you get the impression that the directors that there's not really a script that they're like eh, ad lib it ad lib it this is this is your motivation let's just all talk at the same time for two minutes we'll get it yeah so I have some stuff out of out of order here so I'm gonna attempt to write uh, what you see on on my script here so. She likes um, she likes yard work a lot. This lady is always out in the yard tending to her tending to her um, yard work, and and also she likes snakes. Mm-hmm. She, she like picking up snakes, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of disconcerting a little bit. Snake, I'm a snake. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. I'm a slithery little snake and snake. I'm so slithery and sneaky because I'm a snake. <laughs> what in the world was that from? <laughs> what was that You've from? You've never seen that meme before? Oh, oh man. Snake. I'm a snake. So she's out there, and, and the, the camera crew catches a lot. This is when it starts ramping. This is the immediate pacing starts kicking right off. She starts handling snakes, and it's like, huh, what? Why she? Why she holding that snake? What's going on there? Yeah, she does a lot of weird things. That's why the premise of the movie is so great because all of these things are believable as a front coming from a person that has Alzheimer's and their brain is like imploding on itself. Yeah, but also works as like a super creepy possessed person would do that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's very hard to tell which is going on. There's there's a lot of I mean think of how many opportunities are kind of squandered with doing the found footage thing and and not going the easier route like imagine if this movie was done by Ari Aster or oh man or um Rob Robert Engel. Robert Eggers uh, Eggers yeah, yeah Eggers England it would have been <laughs> I mean lots of depth available yeah. in this and lots of like fake out and uncertainty could yeah. be there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then she starts to have a freak out because she can't find her spade at night. She can't find her little her little diggy spade. Oh, this is a very big grandma vibe thing is is the spade. Like mm-hmm. not using an actual shovel to dig giant holes, but a tiny little handheld spade. Uh-huh. That's hardcore grandma move. Like Anyway, so she gets she gets very upset. Uh, there's lots of moments where Deborah goes from zero to a million in terms of excitement. You know, she'll just be standing there kind of sedate. And then all of a sudden she goes to four billion grandma points of energy. Yeah. And uh, and she's fucking off to the races. And she's like, we're fucking speed! And everyone's like, oh, my God, grab her, grab her. And she's like dancing around. And, and then after that, they find out that her skin is like, got eczema. <laughs> the town was named after her. <laughs> yeah. So she's got like scaly skin. Kind of like a one of those. Well, no, this was this before or after the neck rip. 
Yes. I think it was after. I think it was after the neck rip. So right off the bat, the neck rip really kicks things into high gear. She's like, she's in the middle of her spade panic. She's freaking out. And then she like, she grabs where her jugular would be like on one side of her neck and just rips all the skin off. Yeah, it's like a rips a. It's like when you're trying to rip off a hangnail and then it goes up halfway up your finger. Yeah, it's like that's how disturbing it it looked. Yeah, it was like yeah this this movie has a lot of skin ripping, a lot of her picking at her skin. And really, it's kind of interesting because old people's skin is very thin and easily bruised. That's probably actually pretty believable. You probably could just deglove an entire old woman in one stroke. Just grab them, go. Okay. Just like a Stop. like a magician on a oh. pulling the uh, the tablecloth off a table. Oh my god! Oh Jesus Christ, Bryce! What is going on with you? Are you okay? Run, boy! Run! Jesus! That was that was uh, that made me my skin crawl. My skin's a tingling. My skin's a tingling just thinking about this spooky tale. Yeah, so she rips her neck off, and uh, and everyone's like, "What the fuck was that?" And uh, but the hospital's like, "You know, it's just one of those Alzheimer things. Keep her in bed. Keep her you in know bed. how it is. You know how it is." Um, so, and then a lot of this movie just has uh, one of the things that works really well. Actually, is Deb standing at windows. Staring off into the distance, yeah, being like, "What's out? What's out there?" Because the cameraman will stumble into the room and be like, "Hey, Deb, Deb, how you doing, Deb? Debbie, Debbie, Debbie." And then she'll kind of like glance over at him and be like, "Yeah," and that's all. And I and I love it. Yeah. Or or something will happen, like the window will, you know, they'll pan back to the window and it'll be open and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. She got... They like nailed down the window, she, but then would just inexplicably be open. She's got window Nails opening powers. Out. Yeah. Alzheimer's gives you window opening powers. Yeah, so then, then uh, the pacing really kicks off. She starts... Doing all kinds of weird stuff, like eating her figurines. You know how old people like yeah, to collect little figurines? Yeah, little hummel cute, figurines. Little hummel things. And she's like, she's just chomping on them, just eating them. They're like, get it out of her mouth. <laughs> Drop it. Drop it, Grandma. Drop it. Drop it. It's like my one-year-old she just walks around eating cat fur off the floor all day. Okay. what she got? It's cat fur. Get it out. Get it out. Um... Yeah, she starts wandering around the house and showing up in certain places and, like, taking her clothes off. And she's got, like, an old switchboard up in the attic. And uh, and she'll, like, slam doors and, like, run up to the attic and slam doors. Yeah, and- uh, the other thing is a lot of this, another one of these little things that pulled me out was that they set up cameras all over the house. Right. And one of them was this camera in the hallway it where it pans back and forth. But the entire time it can see the entire hallway anyways. Well, it's the most ex- needless, like, swivel camera. It gives you another two degrees in either direction of, it's like, of visual. You can see more of the wall and bit. then slightly less of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's so we get to see there is nudity in this movie. FYI, hey. you're into that. Got some boobs, fucking boobs. Where do we know? 
I give this pair of old state droopers. I give them a. Uh, I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. I uh, mean, it's used for effect, and you're supposed to be scared. But I mean, for a you know for an old lady like really like yeah. keeping up like pencil like that's, erasers. That's kinda. the one thing. Like with uh with small small boobies, like they hold up. Yeah, over time. Yeah, you know they're not they're not drooping. Yeah, those nips were like little uh, pencil erasers. <laughs> This is where your nickel. This, (laughs) this. So this is the result of being quarantined. For Uh yes, being locked in our houses because there's no porn anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah, how are we going to? Yeah, how else are you going to see boobs? Yeah, it's just the taking of Deborah Logan. Those are your options. Um, yeah. So there's fucking boobs and Uh, yeah, um, and so the second half of the movie is uh, the first half is all about like. She's got Alzheimer's, but something's weird about it. Something strange is going on. And then the yeah. second half is reveals more of this cult subplot. Yeah. That there was a serial killer. Desjardins. Desjardins. Well, is it Desjardins? Yeah. I because think- Desjardins was also, the, I think, the name of the guy in the in the Puppet Master of the Littlest Reich. No, it was uh, um, Andre Toulon. Note, note the pronunciation. Yeah. I'll have to find that. My apologies. I, uh, Desjardins. Yeah, so Desjardins was a man uh, back when Deborah was doing the switchboard, and he was dying. And so he res- he ended up needing to continue living because that's, you know, I mean. Andre Toulon. Note the pronunciation. Uh, thanks, Barbara Crampton. Mm-hmm. So she, so she um Desjardins needed to continue living and in order to do so he decided to well he had to kill five virgins that were just entering menses. Yeah, there's a serpent cult and uh and he needed five virgins in in, in the first menses and he was all snag I'm a snag I'm a snag and so, uh, so yeah, this the, the, it is revealed that he got four, but he needed a fifth one, and uh, and Deborah, uh, being the switchboard operator, wasn't basically um, privy to everyone in town's secrets, and it was critical to her small business of being a switchboard operator that she keep them mm-hmm. uh, if people were to continue using her service, and so and this Desjardins was. They find out that he was one of her clients mm-hmm. that she tried to hide that he was because he she ripped out the page in her records, right? Um, and then you find out basically that I don't know if you care if I no go for forward. it, yeah, please do. You find out that Desjardins disappeared, and it's assumed that he was murdered, and so. It's either this neighbor guy that might have killed him or Deborah herself and uh, dispose of the body. And then that's kind of like the reveal at the end of the movie is like who actually killed this guy. But the the idea is that the ghost of Desjardins is, is uh, getting revenge on Deborah Logan and yeah. making her complete this ritual so that he could live forever. Yeah, so like... Turns out four fifths of Virgin Menses gets you at pretty le- far. At I least mean, a ghost, yeah. At yeah. least a ghost presence, yeah. Um, which is valuable uh, in the case of revenge, right? So, 
Yeah, so Bryce did uh we that's I'm glad that you summed that up so succinctly because I wasn't sure exactly how how that whole thing played out. I wasn't even sure what what the end of it was really. Right. Still. I mean the end of it is there so Deborah steals a little girl from a hospital. Let's talk about the hospital for a second cuz this is another moment that was like Yeah. <laughs> so she's in this hospital. She's like tied up. Yeah, and she so over the course of the movie, she's degrading in in physical state. She's b- looking more and more uh, aner- anorexic or or mal- malnourished, and yeah. she's really kind of see through skin. She's she's really torn off a lot of her skin at yeah. this point. They don't really communicate passage of time very well in this because I think at one point they're yeah, like they do. two months later. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. But it's like it doesn't. It all feels like this happened within. A couple nights. Yeah, the yeah the pacing is very quick. Um, but so she's in this hospital, and then she escapes, and there's she escapes her her bonds <laughs> that they put her in, and then there's some. How I, does she do that though? This is the best part. She pulls her hands out by by she degloves her hands. She does just, she actually degloves? I thought she just pulled them out. No, she fully degloves both hands. And at the end, like the, the second time she escapes with the little girl, she has fully ripped off all the skin up from both of her hands. It's Jeez. disgusting. Um, so there, there's a moment where I, I can't remember exactly what happens, but something violent happens. Uh, either she hurts herself or she hurts someone else. And then it goes to an exterior shot of all these like fire engines appearing on the scene. But it's in a... But it's in a hospital is where she heard. They appear at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So the hospital was like, there's been a medical emergency. Call 911. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why? why? <laughs> we are 911. It's done for effect. But if you step back and you're like, aren't they at a hospital? They're at why? a hospital right now. Why would they call? Why would they call 911 for a medical emergency? And if they did, why would they send the fire department? <laughs> It'd be the police if anyone shows up. Yeah, the police. At a hospital. Yeah, it's like you ordered some poor, some shittier version of Quick, yourself. S- spray water on it. <laughs> well, their first. She's degloved resp- her face. Their first spray responders. Water on it. Their first responders. So maybe they had to respond first. Yeah, firemen just want to do something. They just want to be helpful. Yeah, they sure do. They ain't doing nothing. Great guys. How many fires are actually happening at any given time? So sexy. Yeah. Um, Bryce, how do you feel about cults? I love cults. Yeah? Cults are, like, super interesting. Yeah. I, li- I, re- I like them in, in terms of horror movies. It's the best. A lot of people hate cult stuff in horror movies because they think it's a cop-out. Oh, what? Yeah, like, I think a lot of people dislike the ending of Hereditary because it was a cult thing. Wow. Which was super interesting to me. Yeah, it made it even better to me. Yeah, I mean, I for more about this cult, I guess I who's I'm, this Paymon guy? I'm more interested in cults that are actual, realistic religious cults, like yeah, like a you know David Koresh or Jonestown. Yeah, yeah. that's like super interesting because when you look into it, you understand like, oh yeah, this it makes sense why people would follow this, right? It makes sense why they followed this person. And, like, um, you could see how it fits in the world. Yeah. And then it's super disturbing when it goes wrong. And then the other side of the cults are, like, the satanic cults. Yeah. Which don't 
really exist, <laughs> but it's a yeah. nice like trope right. to try to imagine what if there is an e- evil cabal happening yeah. that we don't know about that are actually like you know eating babies killing people and eating babies yeah. and stuff i still got to listen to that podcast that, that you mentioned it's very sad it's just about how yeah the satanic panic was just a bunch of just a bunch of people in a panic yeah <laughs> like, i think there's like gonna be an hbo doc or something mm. about it as well i saw some kind of trailer for yeah it's something it's uh it's real sad because the reality of it is the kids, a lot of the kids who testified had real serious problems at home, and this is the way they yeah. got attention for it. And so, we were the monsters the whole time, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, sad, 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 sad. So, um, <laughs> so at some point in the movie, one of the document, there's two documentary like film filmer guys, like cameramen, uh-huh. and uh, and then there's Mia Hu, who is the you know the host, and uh, and one of the document, one of the camera crew guys is like, "Fuck this, I'm out," and I'm gonna play a clip of him quitting. So here, here's the full clip. Luis, I'm telling you, get that fucking camera out of my face. Can we okay, just talk about this? No, talk there's nothing to talk about. I'm fucking leaving is what, what I am. When you Look, start man. projects like this and you just bounce in the middle of it, just about the window. I it's can... not about the window, okay? That's just fucking icing on top of the shitty fucking cake. Here, what about the switchboard, huh? What about the fucking window opening and closing? The bitch levitated onto a counter. The Gavin train's pulling out, bro. Last call, man. You need this paycheck you know as much as I do, man. Exactly. Please, don't leave. Don't be a team player. Fuck. No. Both of you. Gavin, Gavin I'm sick. Hey! See you later, buddy. <laughs> Bryce, fuck you. See you later, buddy. <laughs> Hang on. See you later, buddy. <laughs> I need that horn. Yeah. I really need that horn. You can get, like, car horns that are... That can play like back MP3 files. Damn, so you can make it play anything. I don't want an MP3 file. I just want it to reliably go. See you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess having a horn that was like, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that'd be pretty great. Or a PA system, I guess. Yeah. You know, you just yell at people really loudly. Or you use the uh, the Mister Radio. What do they call that? What was that microphone that you could tune into? Oh, yeah. Um, Homer. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Hey, good looking. I'll come back for you later. Wait, what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why later? Um, This, uh, yeah, this movie is kind of nonstop with the pacing. And then it just really just it throws every fucking kitchen sink at you. And there's a lot of kitchen sinks. It's like black vomit hospital. Harris shoots the documentary car. It's just like. Oh, there's more addicts. Yeah. <laughs> is this an, the, one of the guys, one of the cameramen is, is, is a black man. And he's, uh, at some point he is noted as saying another goddamn addict. What is it with these white people in attics and yeah. crawl spaces? Yeah. Which true felt lame. Hey, that feels like a white person writing for a black person. Um, what are these like black people don't have addicts? What are you saying? Uh, yeah, wait a minute. Black people have houses and houses have addicts. All houses have addicts? Yes. Does your house have an attic? I mean, it has crawl space. And I mean, there's a it's not like a finished attic, but yeah. you can go up in the roof. Yeah. Um. Well, you are a white person 
And I do have an... I mean, it holds up. It holds up, but... Black people who listen to Horror Movie Talk, do you have an attic? <laughs> Please reach out to us and let us know. We don't have any black listeners. Well, yes, we do. I'm 100% certain that we do. And I'm 100% certain that they will reach out to us and tell us whether or not they have an attic. Right. Um. There's... Yeah, so at this point, it just... It just keeps getting crazier and crazier and then the final scene of this movie is Deborah escapes with this little girl who she, she's so needs to I think it's a little cancer patient patient yeah. little chemo patient yeah she's bald and she's like a little mini me a little mini me of Deborah <laughs> and uh, and Deborah takes her into this cave system like she escapes the hospital to Drags her into this cave system. And then the most, like, there's a lot of shocking imagery in this movie. A lot of skin peeling, a lot of of, uh, vomit and just old people, naked old people and stuff. But then the creme de la creme is at the end of this movie, they're like, where's Deborah? We got to find this little girl. They're creeping through this cave system. And, and the lights go out, and they're like, ah, I gotta, gotta use the lights, gotta turn on the night vision, ah, the flashlights come back on. Yeah, and as, as they round this corner really quietly, they hear the, like this, and they, the, you get this, sh- this quick shot of Deborah kind her, of looking like a gigantic, like not a gigantic, but a human sized yeah, snake yeah, with her, her jaw is unhinged, with and her, she's like, Got the full, like, crown of this girl's head in her mouth. Yeah, and she's, like, working her mouth down over this child. And it is... She's all... A snag. I'm a snag. I'm a snag. I'm a snag. I'm a sweathery little snake and snag. I'm so sweathery and sneaky because I'm a snag. Yeah. So, uh, and that is really, I mean, it sticks with with me to this day, though. That scene is really effective. Yeah, and then they they kill her, and then the ending is that Desjardins is probably in the girl, because she's got got shifty eyes. Yeah, she got them little shifty, shifty eyes. She's made a full recovery. And oh my God, she got shifty eyes. So with that, that's uh, that's the taking of Deborah Logan. Bryce, who would you recommend this movie to? Um, first I of mean, all, it's, snakes. It's a it's a really decent entry in the found footage genre. Um, I wish it wasn't. I wish it was another style because I think it would have been better. That's but fair. in terms of uh, storyline and and whatever if you're a fan of found footage you'll like this if you're a fan of kind of possession movies you'll probably like this um yeah i mean i i i gave it a relatively mediocre score but it is worth seeing yeah i don't think i would turn people away from it but it would not be the first people first first place i'd lead them necessarily this would be one of the first places i would lead somebody who is looking for uh, you know, who likes horror and likes disturbing imagery. Definitely um, at the very tippy top of like old people horror. Yes. Yeah, in, in this trying time of COVID-19, <laughs> uh, where our old people are in danger and indeed probably others are in danger as well. Uh, this movie is, is it will, it will remind you things could go worse. Yeah. Things could, <laughs> things could go worse. You could have, 
uh, Alzheimer's. You could have a French a serial killer Frenchman inhabit your body, and you could be a snake, a snake, and you might just have to. I have to return some videotapes. I have to return some videotapes. So with that, let's get into taglines. Oh, taglines. You dumb son of a bitch! Here's taglines. Taglines is a bit that where we come up with taglines for movies that are either funny, interesting, or terrible. I guarantee there'll be one of those things, mm. not in necessarily in that order. So with that, here are some taglines for the taking of Deborah Logan. Gaslighting old confused people is like shooting snakes in a plane. I mixed up two uh-huh. movies there. Right. Yeah. Uh, You're a fucking dick. <laughs> it's actually hard to shoot snakes on a plane because you might puncture the hole and that'd be dangerous. The hole. Is All that right. what you call a plane's exterior? A sure. hole? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Fuselage. Fuselage. That's what it is. De- the taking of Deborah Logan. It's an experience you won't forget. <laughs> okay. Uh, the taking of Deborah Logan. Night digging. Pastime of frontier gold miners and dementia patients alike. There was a lot of night digging in this movie. Yeah, lots she'd of night digging. Run outside and scrape at the ground and be like, "What's Grandma doing?" She's like, "Ah, night digging." It'd be great if she if it was like a at least one fake out in there where she was legit just digging for night crawlers. Yeah, she's like, go fishing. Check it out. Got some big ones. Yeah. The taking of Deborah Logan. Addicts on addicts on addicts. <laughs> we got addicts for your addicts. The taking of Deborah Logan. Skin. Who needs it? <laughs> Do you have another one? I've got two more. Okay, I've got one more, so go ahead. Okay. The taking of Deborah Logan. Snag. <laughs> I'm a snag. I'm a snag. I'm a snag. I'm a slithery little sneaky snake. I'm so slithery and sneaky because I'm a snake. Okay. The taking of Deborah Logan. Children, they're magically delicious. <laughs> okay, last one. Yeah. The taking of Deborah Logan. It's an experience you won't forget. <laughs> Bravo. Wow. Wow. You're going meta with it, pulling out callbacks here. And with that, let's get into It Came From Social Media. Yes, it came from social media. To fill the world with terror. To bring you unforgettable suspense. (laughs) What was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? It came from social media is a bit where we talk about what happened on social media over the past week or so. It's been a, it's been two weeks since we've recorded because we did record Wrong Turn and uh, that other one that we did. Um, 
right next to each other. So, uh, so that's why wrong turn episode was lighter and breezier and didn't have much of this talk about Corona. Um, so, Oh, Hey, ho, I call it uh squirrel. It was a squirrel. Really? It was, uh, no, it wasn't. It was a stoat, a weasel, a mink. It was a mink. It was a mink. It's a mink. We've, Operated on them in middle school, medical school. The first person I would like to call out is a YouTube user. That's right. We do have a YouTube channel. If you can't listen to us on your favorite uh, podcast, uh, because maybe you're on your com- uh, podcast platform, because maybe you're on your computer and it would be easier to listen to us on your workday uh, on a YouTube video, we do have a YouTube channel. And uh, and uh, ev- uh, user named Every day is Rex Manning Day reached out to us. Uh, I believe it was on the Wrong Turn episode. The Wrong Turn episode on YouTube is kind of blowing up. It's kind of yeah. weird. He's talked to us before a couple times. He's from Finland. Yeah, he another is. Another Swede. First of all. Or another uh, Scandinavian. Yeah, he said, no, you're right, Finland. F- uh, he says, first of all, thanks for viewing this movie. I know it's not exactly a masterpiece, but has it has its place in horror movie history. And honestly, I appreciate this more than, for example, the 100th Paranormal Astivity sequel, <laughs> <laughs> sequel, <laughs> sequel, prequel, or many of the Conjuring Universe movies like The Nun or Annabelle. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's fair. Although I think Annabelle is a decent movie. I, I think uh, I think I give Annabelle about a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, he says I think Wrong Turn is a fun teen slasher, and considering the horrible sequels that came after that, it is actually enjoyable. TWT two is also decent, and it has Henry Rollins in it. He also says, second of all, thank you for being awesome. In these times, we need things to make us forget everything else for even just a moment. And HMT is so entertaining every freaking time. You are so much more funny and talented than you give yourself credit for. But maybe that's the charm. Uh, You have also inspired me to write my own reviews of games, books, and movies. I write them for myself and store them in Facebook notes because it's a great way to remember my thought process. But you have certainly affected my new hobby. So, guys, keep yourself and your loved ones safe. You are highly appreciated. Edit. Greetings from Finland. I tell everyone I meet, I listen to you. Hey. Everyone I meet to listen to you. To everyone I meet uh, to listen to you. Yes, my apologies. Every day is Rex Manning Day, dude. That really made my day. Yeah, when I read I that. That's yeah. like, I mean, it's pretty, pretty good uh, ego stroke in there. Like, you're much better than you think you are. Like, yeah, 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 I am. Yeah. I am, aren't I? I am pretty good. Well, it's very nice. Um, it's very nice to know um, that we're appreciated. Um, and it's, and you know what? In he's there is an aspect to it that's like, you know. It is stressful right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're all feeling it, uh, especially here in Washington, and um, or right now in Washington. I'm sure by the time this, this hits, um, you know, this episode goes live, I'm sure it will be more serious elsewhere. Yeah, too, I but. heard that the just yesterday the UK is basically shut down. They shut down all restaurants and pubs and all that stuff like they have here. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Um, it is tough, and we're happy to to help. Yeah, and it's uh, going to be a rough, probably couple months yeah. of of uh, seclusion. Um, so you know, we're looking for ways to connect a little more online. Um, As is everyone. Yeah. So I mean, would again another plug for that Netflix party thing. Um, see if you can join us there. 
but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, we really appreciate when people appreciate us because we understand what our limitations are. Yeah. We're not professionals and we don't purport to be, this is a hobby. We really like doing it. I think we're getting better at it. Oh yeah. Um, and I think sometimes there's little gems of us being funny and it's enjoyable for listeners. So we appreciate that someone sticks through a whole hour and 20 minute podcast to find those moments. <laughs> yeah, it's, it really means a lot to us when you reach out to us. Um, another thing, just just a quick mention, look for more blog content from our resident bloggers, Keith H and Leah sometime soon. They are cooped up and getting ready to drop new content on you. Keith is um, almost done with a can- the Candyman blog. Keith left a post on Horror Movie Talk subreddit as oh, well. Did he? I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, the picture of the picture of the Candyman blog. That's going to be the, like the, the focal point. For no, the candy- he he left a text. Oh. Um, post of something i can't remember maybe I can. but check out uh go on reddit our horror movie talk it's our subreddit you can check it out there yeah yeah by the way yeah if if you guys want to head over to our yeah our subreddit our horror movie talk and uh and subscribe or join that subreddit that would that would help us out a little bit too lisa amy b this is from facebook yeah right she yeah. says just recently found your fo- your podcast and I love listening to it. Um, it has become one of my top four that I listen to. I have to say my favorite thing I've heard on it is probably the ad for Portland as I live there. I can't. I think that was maybe an, an ad I did. I did. I think yeah. we've both done ads yeah. for Portland stuff. You did Portland. I did. I did food carts, which is a pretty Portland thing. Yeah, that's right. But that's a little more universal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Portland is a. An interesting place. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. Uh, thank you, Lisa. We we really appreciate you reaching out to us. And and also, we really appreciate getting that top four spot, baby. Mm-hmm. Shooting for number one. <laughs> what, what what sound effect could I play to get to a number one? What do you think? What do you think the, uh, the most? Here, hang on. I think. Um... I was like, damn, nigga, what you doing out here with all this ass? Double cheeked up. On a Thursday afternoon. I don't know. I think, I think, you know. If they have a good personality and they're not great looking, who fucking cares? <laughs> well, let's just say hypothetically, okay? What if they have a good personality? <laughs> I know, I know. There are no, no girls, girls with, with good, good personalities. personalities. <laughs> we love you, Lisa. Very, very much. It really, yeah. <laughs> These are just jokes. Not helping. Just jokes. Um, the Garage Podcast reached out to us and said, thanks for motivating my buddies and I to start a podcast of our own. Y'all are a huge inspiration. I said, no shit. And he goes, yes, shit. <laughs> and uh, and I said, give me that podcast. And he, uh, he sent it on over to me. If you guys want to go listen to the Garage Podcast, you can find them at https colon slash slash welcome to the garage dot podbean dot com they have their podcast is based on cigar whiskey lifestyle and adventures Uh, 
And his favorite ep at the time, uh, I, I asked which was the, his favorite recording that they had produced so far. And he said, VB might actually be haunted for real. That is probably our best one yet. So thank you very much for reaching out to us, The Garage Podcast. We appreciate that, uh, you know, that we are able to help you guys get going um, uh, or just get inspired to do something of your own. Dustin Goble, I should let you know. Bryce is holing up and uh, and arting all over the place. He's, there's just art <laughs> flying out of him. Um, you know, he's he's real cooped up there. He's skeet skeeting that art. Yeah. So pl- you guys, please do consider supporting a starving artist in these tough times by checking out Dustin's art and commissioning him to do some work for you. And you can find his art on Instagram at dgobel00. Again, that is D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram to make your artistic dreams come sh- come true. Make sure to ask for a picture uh, of his Teflon dick. <laughs> if you pay Dustin to draw his own Teflon dick and share it with us, we will make a big deal out of it on social media. I'm really interested to see, uh, you know, a self-portrait of that dick so uh so i'd like somebody to pay him to draw it um and finally i had a blast watching hell house llc on shutter with gabriel k who is a patreon member um and we watched that last weekend we we talked about our love slash hate of rob zombies movies and she got me to watch hell house llc which was a fabulous movie yeah that's a that's a good found footage one did you watch it too yeah I've oh seen man it. like that clown i did not yeah. appreciate that clown hey we got a just a reminder bryce misgendered her <laughs> all right all right let's <laughs> calm down um the before we go on we got to read the recent reviews Oh, okay. We got, since the last time we recorded, we got three new reviews on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate them. God um, not, not, not the greatest reviews, but I think it's our <laughs> responsibility to read them yeah, to hell show yeah. that we're not just egomani- egomaniacs. Egomaniacs. Um, on March 10th, user. Oh, wait. Let me see. When was the last time we recorded? On the 7th. So this is. Okay, we have another one then. So on March 9th. Um, user CK7788vid left a review titled Bloody Good Time. So glad I found this podcast. Bryce and David love to talk movies, but are also super funny and clever. It's like just hanging out with your buddies every time I listen. One of my favorite listens each week. And then Dream... Thank you so much for that one, because these other ones aren't going to be so We'll we'll make it the we'll make these a compliment sandwich. So uh, I'll I'll do okay. the two bad ones and then the last good one. So March tenth, Dream Neon Black left a two star review <laughs> and said titled Awkward. He said, and David loves this one. What was with that Tara Westwood interview? I felt dirty just listening and felt I needed to call someone. Don't do that again. I don't know what what you're talking about. I think that was the color out of space. Review, yeah, color out of space. It's where the, we the where end. we reviewed Tara Westwood from interviewed Tara yeah. Westwood from uh, from the Grudge twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, she, she was great. She was lovely. Yeah, yeah she had um, yeah, she she's, she, you know, me and her. All we, right, we talk David. on the side a little bit here. All right. <laughs> 
No, you don't. No, we do. Okay. Um, this me. one was just from last Saturday. Um, from Clown One Two Six One Nine Seven Eight. His title is is titled "Ugh." Period. <laughs> one star. He said, <laughs> "This guy." I can't believe I listened to a podcast about Halloween 2018 from a guy who has not seen Halloween 1978. Not to mention listening to his review of Halloween 1978 done later, then finding out that he doesn't think it's required viewing. I can't take anything they say serious now. That's on you, Bryce. I love how they say he. Like, yeah, it's just one you? one person. We both don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that you're misgendering. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Listen, I cannot understand you. It's crazy. You're a fool. I can't cope with the stupid bitchy. Understand? <laughs> yeah. So we did Halloween 2018. I think the very next week we did Halloween 1978. So. Yeah. Like, you should just listen to him out of order. If you yeah. Know. Whatever. Hey, you Anyways, know. Anyways, like, I, so. Uh, I like that those people expose themselves. You I know? mean, I'm fine with having difference of taste. Like, I am too, yeah. People love yeah. slashers. People love Halloween. I get it. I get why. It's just not for me. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. It's uh, It's one of these things where it's like. Oh, they like Hereditary. They like The Witch. I thought it was boring. It's like, okay. So, like, so? Uh, this, that, and we keep coming back to this, and we'll say it over and over again, but it's just taste. That's yeah. all it is. And if we have different taste than you, then by all means, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, if I was like 12 watching Rosemary's Baby, I'd be like, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. <laughs> it's just dumb. It has a stupid ending. Like, if you're older and you've, like, seen someone go through the experience of being pregnant, it's a different uh, viewing experience. So, different stages of life, different um, levels of exposure to culture. Yes, it is. All right, finally, to to, uh, put that compliment bread on our compliment sandwich, uh, March 11th, Go Big Number 7. Left a review titled, This is Good, with four O's. <laughs> and a five-star review said, My favorite podcast right now. I love horror movies, but I really love these guys. Super funny. I even listen to reviews of movies I have never seen or ever will. Awesome show. Baby. So thank you so much for those reviews. Even the bad ones. Yeah. We appreciate them. You know, honestly, if you want to help us out, it would be nice to get that one star off the top if you could leave us a review. Yeah, if you guys want to push that down with all your nice reviews, that'd be great. <laughs> and Or, you know, I mean, shit. I don't care. Uh, give us whatever. I, we just need to get to 200 reviews. Give, just If you want to give us 200 reviews, that would be great. Well, we still need to have an average of five stars, though. So. Oh, we do? Yeah, we don't an, want to be you, completely you need an kill a- ourselves. Oh, well, you don't need an average. That's that's not that's not essential. I think it has to be an average of 4.5 or above. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, keep that average up, baby. So with that, thank you very much for reaching out to us. If we didn't get to you, keep talking to us. We'll get to you at some point. We love you, my babies. Please share the podcast with a friend. It really helps us grow. You you really want to help us out? If you really want to help us out and you're still listening, share the post for 
this this episode on social media with your with your social media. It will help us out. Every time you do that, you expose us to, you know, between 50 and 700 new people. And that's a big deal for yeah. us. It's free even, advertising. And even if there's like half a percent of people that would be interested in watching the show, like the more people we put in front of it and have them listen, I think I think after an episode, they get what it is and they'll be on board or be like or look to the next thing yeah um if you want to help out the show make sure to click through um either the patreon button at the top of our movie or at the top of our website horrormovietalk.com or the and, amazon button yeah i mean while you're in uh, quarantine you're gonna be doing a lot of ordering off amazon yeah so you know click through that button in the banner on horror movie talk and then we'll get a little taste of that uh covid surplus don't forget about shutter s-h-u-d-d-e-r.com enter hmt at checkout get you 30 day free trial which you're gonna need and listen everybody serious talk for a minute stay inside be mindful of your elders try and take care of them so that they don't have to go out Um, this is a big deal i know there's a lot of (laughs) conspiracy theory talk going around out there Maybe don't listen to it, you know, or take it with a grain of salt. It because the stakes are someone you love dying, and uh, and I don't think you want to mess around with that. So please stay safe, stay healthy, stay in touch, and we love you very, very much. You guys have a great week, and we'll be on next week with bye bye, man. Bye bye, man. man. Gardens building on West 81st Street, on the 11th floor. My name is Patrick Bateman. I'm 27 years old. I believe in taking care of myself, in a balanced diet, and a rigorous exercise routine. In the morning, if my face is a little puffy, I'll put on an ice pack while doing my stomach crunches. I can do a thousand now. 